Welcome back. This is Sandy Stewart, Certified Life and Weight Loss Coach. This is episode 12, title of this podcast, Choose Your Feelings. This is the beginning of week nine in your 12-week workbook. Oh, choose your feelings. This is a very important concept, very important skill to master. You will come to rely on this skill many times a day. This one concept or skill is probably the most life-changing thing you can do for yourself. When you master this skill, you are sure to have a life better than you ever dreamed. We can all choose our feelings. We just have to allow ourselves to choose better for for ourselves. We can choose to be happy, joyous, silly, excited, grateful, elated, loved. Our circumstances do not create our feelings. Our thoughts create our feelings. And we can change our thoughts and therefore change our feelings. So if you're not feeling good, if you are sad, lonely, depressed, you can change all this by choosing to think differently. You might think I'm telling you to suck it up, buttercup, dust yourself off, or just cheer up. Pull yourself up by the bootstraps, bootstraps as they say, right? Wrong. I'm not saying that at all. At all. That's just denial. That's trudging through the mud no matter what. Those methods of pull yourself up by the bootstraps or fake it till you make it did not work for me, and those are not methods I recommend. I remember sitting at a Weight Watcher meeting over 18 years ago, and the leader shared the lesson for the week, and she said, if this is not enough for you, then you need something more than Weight Watchers. I started crying. Her words hit a nerve with me. Oh my goodness, (laughs) who cries at Weight Watchers? (laughs) I was mortified and I tried to hide my tears, but they kept streaming down my face. She was right. She was so right. I needed something more than Weight Watchers. My overeating and underliving was deeply rooted, and I did need more than Weight Watchers to help me. I had recently been through several devastating losses, loss of a dear sister to sudden death, and loss of a marriage I didn't want to lose. My tank felt empty, and I was dragging myself through life. I had cried for almost two years every day on the way home from work, listening to a CD by Alison Moorer over and over again. My favorite crying track was Let Go, but I was not letting go of my misery. I was not grieving as much as I was wallowing. I was not allowing myself to feel better. I felt broken and alone, and I kept myself stuck there by choosing the misery button every day on my way home from work. I didn't listen to that track on the way to work. I listened to upbeat music that lifted my spirits. But at night, when I was tired and vulnerable, 
I chose to listen to my misery music. Misery does love company. Just so you know, you can RSVP, no thanks, next time you receive an invite to the misery pit. My misery started to crumble, literally, when a dear friend of mine took my misery CD from me one early Sunday morning when we met for coffee and a walk, and she broke the CD into into pieces right there in the parking lot under the big, beautiful trees. (laughs) I'm laughing about this now, but at the time, I was so shocked that she took my prized wallowing CD and broke it into pieces. She was a true gift. She is still a true gift to me many years later. Little by slow, I wanted better for myself. This did not happen overnight, but thankfully it happened. I wanted to feel better, to feel alive again, to feel carefree again, to feel loved again. When I wanted better, things started to change. Once I wanted a better life, I wanted a healthier body, I wanted to feel good again, I wanted to be loved by someone worthy of my love. I started choosing better for my life in all ways. My food, my friends, how I spent my time, my family functions. I listed the things I loved, my most treasured priorities, my loved ones, music, coffee connections, writing, walking, movies, baking, outings with friends, simple, simple joys of laughing with trusted friends. I started purposely prioritizing these things in my life. There were walks still filled with tears, but the tears lessened the more I walked and the more I talked with trusted friends. I have always felt blessed, even in my darkest days, and feeling grateful comes easy to me. I know this is not the case for everyone, but this was life-saving for me. Feeling grateful and in a state of gratitude is positive. No matter what is happening around us, feeling grateful feels good. It is an acknowledgement of all we are blessed with. Gratitude comes from a place of abundance, not scarcity. When we feel gratitude, we are thankful for something we already have. We are not coming from a place of wanting something more. Gratitude, being thankful, is a blessed place to camp out. I had a great gratitude model all my life. My maternal grandmother. She lived to be 94 years old, and for the last years of her life, even when she could barely talk, she said these two phrases constantly. She said, life couldn't be better, and this is the best day ever. I printed those phrases out and tied those to roses for her memorial services. She was such a gift to me, and we had a phenomenal connection. We could get the giggles with a glance, and we shared quiet times comfortably for hours. I was beyond blessed to have her in my life. Being grateful does not spare us from hardships, 
but it does give us a higher ground to retreat to during tough times. If you were going to book reservations at a resort, which resort would you choose? Resort A promises to be happy, exciting, and joyful, and Resort B is listed as sad, depressed, and lonely. (laughs) There is no debate which resort is most appealing. So why then do we choose feelings that belong in the sad, depressed, and lonely camp? Most people don't realize they can choose their feelings. They don't see they have a choice, but you do. You have a choice, and here is how that choice is yours. Feelings are driven by thoughts. So if you want better feelings, you must have better thoughts. And you do have control over the thoughts in your head. I repeat, you do have control over the thoughts in your head. It takes some work, but you can think better thoughts. Let's take the example in the workbook. The wife's thought about a cheating husband could be the wife thinks she is not enough. And if she believes she is not enough, and that is why he cheated, she will feel horrible, beyond horrible. Who wants to feel not enough on top of having a husband who cannot be trusted? This is all wrong. A better thought she could have is, I truly loved him and he betrayed my trust. This new thought can bring an immediate shift to a better thought and a better feeling without anything changing except her thinking. When we choose better feelings for our lives, we allow our minds to camp in better resorts, allowing for more positive thoughts, better possibilities, better results. So here's the steps. First, you have to want to feel better. Next, you have to acknowledge your true feelings. What are you feeling right now? And be honest with yourself. Now dig deeper and look for those thoughts that are creating those bad feelings. Then decide. Choose what feeling you want to have. And this is the tough part. This is where you have to look for the thought that can, that can support that feeling. What is a different, better thought you could have that would give you the feeling you're looking for right now, this very moment, without changing any situation. Just by changing that thought, you, could, you will feel a shift to a, a different, better place. So I encourage you to keep tweaking the thought to make sure you get to a better feeling place. You can choose your feelings anytime, any place. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Have a most blessed day and a blessed week. This is Coach Sandy signing off.
wanna see you. I wanna see you in the morning light. I want you to be the first thing my eyes can see. I wanna watch as the morning rays caress your face. To see your eyes. 